Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Launch Sequence Podcast. This is a this is a bit of a special episode. We have guests on all the time talking about different topics, but this one's a little it's a little more time constrained. I brought my good friend here, Corsair, in to talk about one of the bigger player run events that happens in Star Citizen Daymar Rally, and also just kind of events in general around the space. How are you doing today, Cor? Yeah, good man, good. Um, looking forward to this chat. Uh, ever since you know you did the doco a couple of years back, uh, we haven't really had a chance to kind of sit down and have a chat. So uh, it's a really good opportunity, obviously, with the demo rally coming up again in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's a good time for us to uh, you know recap and uh, and um, you know have a chat together. It, it hasn't really happened, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been a little while. That was that was so much fun to make. I, I did know. that with uh, Imperial Geographic back then, and I'll yep. be doing something else this year on my own, but great group of people over there i know they still cover the event a lot of fun working yeah. with them um so you are the head of atmo esports who makes you know races like the damar rally you've got the hurston hurt locker stanton seven and even even now the damar rally is official lore in the game which is pretty pretty cool uh, you've been pretty busy with all of this how has that been kind of balancing it throughout the year yeah it's um it has become more intense obviously we started with the damar rally and, and having that one you know, one event for the entire year has, <laughs> was a lot easier to manage um, our time, my time uh, back then. And we and the plan, you know, after it kind of got a bit of traction, the, the plan was to kind of progress to doing quarterly uh, events, which we pretty much have done with the Hearst and Herlocker, Stand 7, and, and soon to, to come fight or flight. Um, so we, we're going to reach that, you know, that dream of having the four major tournaments per year and then just build on, on those per year. So that's kept us extremely busy. Uh, and, and we have had more interest of late with like Toby gaming approaching us for an activation, which we had to do in between. So, um, it's all super exciting stuff, but yes, it does keep us very busy. Uh, obviously, you know, Crucian, you would see him, uh, on all of our streams and he's a partnership manager for us and, and, and has, you know, got merch set up and things for us as well. So he, in the background, does a lot of work with me. Um, so he is also very busy, um, with his job as well as trying to do this. So having, you know, having two jobs, basically, this is definitely a second job as much as I love it. I love the organizational aspect of it. Um, you know, a couple of kids thrown in there as well does does keep us very very busy so <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean as somebody who is just kind of starting to do this as a full-time thing and is not doing anything else i my hat my hat off to you for putting it together all of this and continuing to to uh work a job as well and like you said with kids and obviously just all the normal drama of life and everything going on right now must be crazy yeah. so uh we as a community really appreciate it because i know a lot of people love the Damar rally but it kind of for many people, it's always been a thing. It's just part of Star Citizen. And even many of the new people who came on in the last year or two might be hearing about it for the first time now. But how did it all start? How did how did the Damar rally become a thing? And why in Star Citizen? Yeah, I, you know, it was when I, I joined Star Citizen as a backer in 2016. Uh, I think uh, I kind of started, got really excited, you know, got a ship um kind of took a little bit of a break from it came back in 2018 when i saw the moons coming in when daymar was coming in mm -hmm. uh that got me excited to get back into the project and i kind of haven't you know i've been here ever since that kind of began and then when i saw you know the cyclone was kind of on the roadmap at that point because they had a full year roadmap out that was when they were extremely uh <laughs> um that's when i had a lot of stuff on roadmaps back in the day they had server yeah. meshing listed to release and i was like okay well everything all the know, professions and yeah 
Yeah, and then when I saw the cyclones, okay, well, that's pretty interesting. I'm pretty excited about that. And then I just, I just thought of the idea, like pretty much straight away. It was on like early, I think it was around the 9th of February 2018. We posted, I posted a Reddit post, and I actually put the website up and and did a rule book within a few days, which was much smaller than it is now. I think it was like a <clears throat> um, eight to twelve page rule book. Now it's about 36 page. I think it's actually 42 pages um so it's much larger now but uh when we did the when i first started three days i did the rule book i got the website up i did reddit posts um and then it just kind of got its traction and i think it kind of became popular because you know that at that time when the moon and the, the buggies were coming out i'm sure a lot of other people were like well what can we do with this kind of stuff yeah, as well yeah. and, and i think that got some traction but also the fact that we gave it basically a year's worth of breathing space before we actually put it on. I think that was extremely advantageous and a really good decision. So we spent the entire year marketing it, doing little things um, with the community as well to kind of, you know, promote it. Um, even though back then, I, you know, I didn't really see, it didn't really feel like promotion. We were just, you know, spending time with the community, doing these little things. And, but in actual fact, it was, you know, promoting the event, marketing the event for that whole year before we actually went, went ahead and did it. So, um, we also needed that time for um, Cloud Imperium to release some of the tech that they put on that that um, schedule as well before we could actually do it. So we did need to wait that time. But that period of time, I think, made it what it is today. So, right, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty happy with that. So you kind of, I mean, you came up with the idea and sort of just jumped right in. Like you said, you yeah, came up with it yeah. and started making posts. I was, ex- I was extremely, um, back in the, back 2018, like 2016, you know, when I first joined the project, you, you, I was extremely excited about the project. So I did want to do something. I'm an organizer. That's kind of my background. That's what I do with my work. I just, I kind of wrangle people. Um, and uh, and this is this was that as well. And I kind of wanted to do that within Star Citizen. So yeah, it was kind of natural for me. That's awesome. The game, the game seems to attract people like that. You know, people who want to go out and make, make a difference. Have you done that in other games before? I did in World of Warcraft. I had a 400 plus member Oceanic uh, Guild, which I okay. started, ran, had a board. We did that for a few years. We were like the second largest Oceanic Guild um, on the servers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I have done it before, actually, in gaming. Yeah, yeah. Was that, uh, did that come from an esports kind of idea as well, or is the esports angle new? Well, I was much younger when when uh, we did the World of Warcraft Guild, and that was just just fun. But yeah. once again, I just wanted to organize, have a community. Um, so shout out to the Midnight Mercenaries. That was the name of the guild back in the day. So if you're a member of that, um, feel free to hit me up. But yeah, no, that was not an esports idea. And and initially, the demo. Well, actually, that's not true. I did I did think about what Cloud Imperium were going to release, uh, and I didn't think that they would release a race like this so that's another reason why i picked the rally because i didn't think that they would like arena commander i'd never thought that they would actually try and do something like this so so my idea was in the future even when the games released um if clan imperium wanted to you know get into racing i just didn't think that they were going to do an endurance race and that's kind of another reason why i picked it as well so yeah okay and how how'd you guys come up with with damar damar was the closest thing to dakar so it was, you know, the desert, the desert moon, and all that terrain. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this support vehicles come straight from Dakar. Um, the checkpoints, which we're going to expand on, you know, that that's kind of a Dakar thing. If you look at our trophies, 
they're definitely a homage to the Dakar Rally trophy, the physical trophies that we do. Um, so yeah, so um, that was the idea. The endurance rally did was very heavily influenced by by Dakar, and I'm watching it at the moment, which is cool because it's on at the same time. That was an actual accident, but it actually starts like the day. It's actually on now, but sometimes it actually starts just around the Demo Rally. So, huh. um, it's uh, so yeah, definitely a huge influence was the Dakar Rally. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, uh, well, I wanted to. Uh, sorry, I lost my my train of thought. I was. Uh, I wanted to get back to you mentioned about the checkpoints and kind of. I already know just being you know being involved in the race of the last couple of years. I know how things have changed every year, and you guys made a pretty big change this year. Um, do you want to talk about the change that you've made to this race and kind of how you make the, those, those decisions year to year on what you include in the race, the checkpoints, the, uh, yeah. the ships that you have in there and that kind of stuff? Yeah. So the, even in the last two years, we've had to make a couple of changes. Last year, we had to make a change with the low, the finish line, the finish line, what some new planet tech came in and they did an update to the moons and, um, and Wolf Point used to be the original finish line. And it's now Kudra or the station, not the mine, just to not be confused. But if we would do Wolf Point, it was going to extend the race to, to quite a significant amount. So mm-hmm. we moved the finish line to make it just a little bit shorter. It's still an endurance rally with at 500 plus kilometers. It's 510 kilometers. Um, so it's still an endurance rally, but the Wolf, Wolf Point was going to make that even further. So when I'm thinking of when we're thinking about entertainment of the rally and just um, things that we do and change we always think about the broadcasting kind of the entertainment value for <clears throat> the spectators so we, and and there's still a lot more to come because obviously a lot of the mechanics are still coming to be included so there's still a lot more to come but right. when we when we make these decisions we kind of think about the spectators as well as as the competitors um this we just kind of think about the whole thing as an as a you know a broadcast and a entertainment um based uh, decision um so that's what we did that we also recently um converted uh, the rover division into the truck division because originally right. i thought that the you know the lynx rover was also um kind of announced way back in the day and mm-hmm. i thought okay there's, there's going to be two rovers in in this division so we can call it the rover division but surprisingly the anvil spartan has has come along uh, and the ballista as well, which we tested the ballista, but the list, ballista is just too potent against support craft because you can, you know, fight support craft as a ground vehicle, as a driver, and it's just annihilating support craft. So we, we couldn't include that. But the Spartan, um, if you do the meta right, um, and I won't say, but if you do the meta right, you can actually make it quite a competitive uh a competitor to the rover to the ursa rover so with the spartan coming in it's not it's not a rover so we kind of modified the name of the division now it's called the truck division which is actually much closer to what the dakar rally has as well they have basically a truck division um so we've included another another vehicle we're going to keep adding vehicles the idea was to have that kind of option and choice we want to have that variety uh in 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 all of our divisions not just this one so mm-hmm. um we got you know we got two bikes in the bike division we've only got the cyclone really but with the g12 coming out which is also a rover technically it, it speeds will actually be closer to the cyclone so you'll probably see the g12 going to the buggy division um so yeah so you know a couple of changes and it's going to keep happening obviously medical beds have come in as well so that was a huge thing for us because it's actually more of a problem than a solution because we couldn't we had to avoid people using medical based support craft we didn't want people to be able to respawn on their craft and we couldn't track that so like tracking 
a lot of the things and, and the rules that we have um, in the game is also a factor. And that was one that was going to be a big problem. Although Quantum Jump Medical, our um, medical service provider, they, uh, they're doing little um, packs, like medical packs, you know, all your stims and, and food and water and stuff like that. And you can mm-hmm. actually pre, pre-purchase those packs and bring those packs along. Um, they organize that with each of the teams and they meet them up the day before, give them a pack that they've ordered, and they can bring that pack out into the field and use that pack in the field. So hmm. as, far, as far as medical goes, that's, that's what we've included for medical. The beds, not so much. Um, healing, the healing tools will, will come into it as well. You'll be able to use healing tools because you can support your team with um, supplies and, and, and uh, utility like that. So, yeah, there's a lot, lots of things changing all the yeah, time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the, the way that these things change sounds like it just cause for, it, it calls for constant updates and, and just staying on top of the game. Um, yeah. Everybody who plays the game knows that, like, the, the experience you get at the beginning of the game or at the beginning of the year is not the same as the end of the year. For you guys, that makes a huge difference because you're throwing this massive event. And I'm sure many people know, but the way that updates kind of work with star citizen leaves us at the end of the previous year with a pretty big patch that could go either way but it's become kind of customary that you get another patch right before the event goes on is that something that you guys ever have communication with cig so you know what to expect so basically um i kind of give them a pre-warning of how many servers we're going to populate um for instance this one is going to be 13 which is pretty much the same as last year uh 13 servers so in my mind when i when i first saw that we were hitting those kind of server marks because it kind of doubled each year up until now now it's kind of like you know stationary um i kind of just message uh we've got a couple of community contacts uh message community contact just kind of tell them the kind of numbers that we're that we're poking so that they can kind of help us out and enough and and when you talk to crg it's kind of like questions and then hint answers and what i mean by that is is that they don't necessarily give you direct answers they kind of just hint at things that you've asked for and kind of give you the nod but not so much give you um direct responses and i kind of guess that they're doing that to just be fair to the community and not treat us slightly better even though they do they do definitely help us because um, it is it is known, and I have asked, and it is known that yes, that patch just before the Dam Rally, especially last year and the year before, was specifically for this, so that we can have a fairly stable um, tournament over, across the 13 servers. And um, they do kind of watch our servers. And I've been told by the community team that there's a lot of Dam Rally fans at Clan Imperium. Um, so uh, so yeah, they're they're definitely big supporters of the rally, and obviously putting us into law would you know kind of tell us that as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, which was which was massive news for us. You know, it, that's a that's a big win and kind of a dream because that was that was kind of one thing I wanted to do. The one of the biggest things was you know be part of the Star Citizen law, and we we've achieved that. So um, you know, obviously Damarelli is now we were the Damarelli team, and we've kind of moved to Amo Esports over a bit a year and a half ago, almost two years ago um so that's wasn't initially the plan but um that's kind of where we progressed but they've right. supported us the whole time and, and we have ip discussions with them a little bit as well um and just if i need some prizes you know we can, we kind of ask for a couple of little digital prizes which they always include for us so they support us every time with that um yeah no they're 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 a good team they're a good yeah. team Alf in, Alf in particular i talk to um a fair bit but um yeah yeah, I think I think most people who do any sort of community-based stuff and has to work with CIG, while sometimes, you know, yeah. obviously, like anybody else, they might have some trouble getting back in touch with you, but they've always been yeah. super open to working to help better the community. 
And definitely the Damar rally has been one of the biggest signs of that. Um, what do you, what kind of other things, and I'll, I'll let you get a little creative with it, excited about it, but you know, you're talking about like medical supplies in this endurance race. I start thinking of like these really cool round world kinds of things, you know, like five years down the line, but where people can camp out and take this really long distance kind of race. What kind of stuff are you dreaming about? Yeah. Like I really, the whole, even with the Damo Rally, the initial idea was to always come back to Stanton with the Damo Rally because it was, we started there. It would be good to have a home for the Damo Rally. And I, and I, and, and obviously the moon type is like Dakar. So I don't think, I don't, think that Damar Rally will change that much as far as location. Distance-wise, all comes down to the broadcast. So if vehicles got faster, we might see the kilometers extend, but I think that that's probably at its limit for um, for kind of its distance and its locale. Uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about the other tournaments in a minute, but um, the Damar Rally has still a lot more to come, and it still hasn't... We haven't seen its complete, you know, fruition yet. So when... When repair comes in and refuel comes in and, and we can have uh, server meshing so I don't have to have so many staff spread across 13 servers and we can support the event more, uh, we can have more, the, the, all the checkpoints that we dreamed of in there as well. Um, so there's still a lot more to come for the demo rally as far as um, those kinds of things. Um, uh, Stanton 7 was kind of our next big project, um, which uh, we do a lot of work with Bad Token Race Club. They did a lot of um, course uh, research to get those courses done. Um, so they did a lot of work in that regard. Um, that the Stanton Seven may well, I think the Stanton Seven is definitely going to expand across the entire system. Uh, you're going to see, you're going to see not only seven races in Stan, but I think we're going to spread the seven races across the entire, you know, it's all the systems. So um, yeah, you're going to see that change quite considerably. We're going to have all kinds. We've, you know, with with um, <clears throat> Crusader coming in as well. Uh, we and uh, we want to do races there too because it's it's quite a cool environment to do races in and we've already set up a couple of um, practice runs there throughout the course of the year too so we want to we want to expand there and then once you know uh, more more systems come in we're going to expand to those too so stand seven's got a lot of flexibility and we're probably going to change the na- the name of it a little bit too to 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 associate um, more locations um, so that has a lot to, to go as far as you know going across different different races in different places so yeah. uh, that one's coming Hurst and her locker yeah Hurst and her locker can change has got a lot of scope to change quite a bit being a battle royale mm-hmm. uh and ha- having like if a moon comes out with a much more perfect crater deeper crater wider crater um something more suitable for for the military division expansion on the kind of vehicles that are included in in now the two divisions um the medical side of things with Hearst and Herlock is quite important too, because now with the Hearst and Herlock, if you if you if you register for the event in the future, well, you, we're seeing it now. Um, death has much more of an impact. So right. when you register for even for the Damar Rally, because you can you can definitely you know not make it through the Damar Rally, it's quite difficult. Um, but when you register for one of our tournaments, you have to realize that now there's this high risk element um, to get those prizes, to get those physical prizes like the trophy. You're going to have to risk your life to be included in our tournaments. Hearst and Erlock is a perfect example of that, being a battle royale and you having, you know, being the only remaining member uh, competitor <clears throat> in the tournament, uh, a lot of people have to die to make that happen. So yeah. um, so with medical, we've been talking heavily about 
how we can support down players. We've we actually already had a complete plan ready for the last one, but it didn't go live before the last one. It was still in PTU mm-hmm. with all the medical medical additions. So Quantum Jump Medical have um, a close support craft and bed for respawns, but also have a few Pisces running in and out to try and um, revive down players and get them up to a point where they can take them back to the Carrick and, and do the healing process as well. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've got a full structure for that too. So that's going to come next year as well, which is going to keep them very busy. Uh, Fight or Flight is going to have similar issues, being a 20v20 org uh, yeah. tournament. That's going to have similar similar impacts as well as medical goes. But mate, like constant, constant iteration, uh, constant innovation. Uh, yeah, there's there's so much of that to come. Right, right. Yeah. So a lot of people, when they think of esports, to be honest, a lot of people probably don't even consider the word esports, right? When they think of Star Citizen's games and development, so. couldn't possibly do anything like this. But when yeah. a lot of people think of esports, they're thinking shooters, MOBAs, games where you're kind of fighting other people. Yep. You guys are sticking generally to like races and events like that. You have the Hurst and Hurt Locker, like you said, but yep. do you have any sort of plans to expand into some more traditional styles of esports, or is it? What's, yeah, definitely, what's definitely. Um, not not initially, but now I think we definitely do. Um, the Toby event that we did in November, uh, the Toby Gaming Clash, Fight or Flight Toby Gaming Clash, that was a two v two dogfighting tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, the initial plan was to actually do that in Arena Com- Commander, but Arena Commander was not playing ball. Um, we couldn't do private lobbies. Uh, we had um, population issues to get the amount of people in as far as staff and bits and pieces. So, um, see, see, I, uh, Cloud Imperium kind of mentioned that yes, it's not quite ready yet. It is it is going to come so we would probably move that tournament to uh, arena commander and do it in a much more um stable environment when it's ready uh that it'll also speed up the tournament process make the broadcast better because obviously that that tournament was, was extremely long and, and even longer than we anticipated mm-hmm. it was probably longer than the day morale broadcast it was it was absolutely enormous um so putting that in arena commander will just shorten the broadcast time you know considerably and that was the initial plan uh there's no there's no even though we did set up fairly well for the emergent style, um, setting up an arena commander is going to be a lot quicker. So doing that in arena commander was a plan. Um, moving fight or flight to theaters of war is also a possibility as well uh, to have the same kind of control and setup times. So yes, we were, we want to move to some of the tools like Damo rally is going to stay emergent as long as it, as long as it lives. I think Hearst and Hurtlock will be the same. They're definitely very emergent, emergent tournaments, but I think fight or flight um the the dog fighting style the 20 v 20 org style stuff that's gonna that's gonna move to the tools that that cloud imperium have released yeah that is exciting it's 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 definitely (laughs) something like i said that i didn't think too much about in star citizen but they've always talked about the idea of having like races and stuff and definitely broadcasting them in game and allowing people to you know bet on them and all these kinds of things that's it's very cool yeah, well, there's a lot. There is a lot of organisations that you know already use Arena Commander and the racing tool and <clears throat> and um, do their own tournaments all the time. Like it mm-hmm. happens very yeah. re- very regularly. And and initially, I wanted to stay away from that because I'm like, everyone's doing that. I don't I don't need to do that. Like Damo Rally, Hurst and Herlocker, we have to control it. We use our camera team, which we love um, working with, and and all of our you know volunteers that help us out. Uh, doing the emergent events has always been just fun and. And has that kind of role play aspect where you can be like a, you can actually work within the game kind of like have a job um so i've always loved that aspect of it so initially it was always going to be that but i think we're progressing to a point where some of our tournaments can definitely use the tools that um Clare imperium have released for us but uh 
yeah, man, it's super exciting. And I think esports, it didn't, it crossed my mind a little bit. Like I said before with the rally, I didn't think the Cloud Imperium would make a race like that. So obviously making that statement is kind of saying, yeah, this isn't something Cloud Imperium is going to touch and it's something that we can keep. And I was kind of thinking if it's going to be, if it, if it is going to be a popular tournament, then we we would kind of get to keep it. So mm-hmm. um and and yeah. but with esports with esports and the Cloud Imperium tools like Arena Commander, that you know they could they could have their own esports division and do all their own stuff within that, and right. um that's always possible. So uh you know that there's that there's a conundrum for us there. Um but I think they respect us a little bit. So uh, you know hopefully we would we'd be able to work alongside them in the future as far as having our tournaments and their tournaments and and whatever they end up doing with esports. Right. So yeah, because yeah, they they did start doing scramble races a couple of years they did. back. That didn't they did. yep. didn't really take off. Did you ever get to do any of those? I did. I did. Obviously, I wanted to <clears throat> test it and feel it and understand mm-hmm. it. Um, personally, I, you know, it doesn't have any of the appeal that the rally has for me. Um, yeah, I, just, I, you know, it was. I think. I think maybe they were maybe attempting to test out what it was like for them to release something uh kind of similar to what we do because it does have an emergent vibe i kind of feel like we we did bring that on a little bit yeah um when it was released and it was kind of at our peak start when we were releasing videos and they were putting us on their weekly shows and we had quite a bit of content getting mentioned by them and then the scramble races come out and i I kind of thought oh was that is that because of us i don't really know but um it kind of felt like it was because it has an emergent vibe to it so um yeah, but no, you're right. It didn't really take off. I didn't enjoy it as much as what we do. It doesn't have the community aspect that we have. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And I think how it- they probably. I mean, if if that was the case, and you know, they were maybe saying, "Hey, you know, they've brought attention to racing. Maybe we should get into yeah. that." And then they saw, they did it. They saw, and they were like, "You know what? They've got this. Like, yeah, <laughs> we'll let Atmo yeah. take care of this because you, you guys Hopefully. really you created a formula and it works and." I've kind of always wondered, like, what is what is CIG going to do when it comes to racing? Because now, you know, you've got these very solidified events going on. People know them, they expect them, they love them. How is yep. CIG going to fit racing into the overall game so that people can still enjoy that and not, like, not step on your guys' toes? Yeah, I'll, I will go back to a little bit what I was saying earlier about, what, like, when we contact Clan Imperium, it, it is very structured for them. They do not give away a lot of information. Right. But at the same the same time, they support you considerably, and they, they'll every now and then hint, hint to you um, about, you know, they don't, they don't give you any information about what's getting released. They never, ever, they're very tight-lipped as far as that goes. So yeah. I haven't really, I've never really heard, you know, of anything that they are going to do in the future. Even I've asked direct questions about theaters of war and what they're going to do with it. And they are tight lipped on any kind of future releases with us. They don't want to have any, you know, information get released. So I'm completely understand that. I wouldn't expect that. It's not fair to the community. Right. So I've never, I've never heard anything about what the, their plans would be as far as that goes. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, they have kind of helped point, people like toby towards us and i think thrustmaster as well like when when they're trying to do um you know kind of advertising uh which is kind of cool which which is huge support for us um so which kind of you know says to me a little bit um you know uh, i have no idea what they're planning they haven't had that discussion with us so but them kind of sending people like toby and thrustmaster our way to have conversations is interesting to me because we're doing the tournament and they're kind of saying look hey go and see these guys um if you want to you know get connected and then and then we've gone on you know to have cool conversations about esports with toby and thrustmaster and 
have you know huge discussions about that because they're they're heavily in, involved in those industries so um that's kind of all happened a little bit obviously you've seen it with, with what we did with the toby gaming clash and thrustmaster supported that event as well yeah uh, we hope we hope to do more stuff with them in the future and, and you know any other companies that want to do stuff with us it was it was a really good um experience for us so you know clan pyramid have been involved with us as far as that goes but um i've never heard anything else that they plan to do with esports and i hope that hope that you know crucian and i and the team can you know hopefully be involved and help out in some way in the future hopefully that don't just cut us out but obviously with emerging gameplay that's quite difficult for them to do you know yeah. we'd never i don't think we'd ever lose the demo rally they've obviously said they're supporting us with the law so i think that they would allow mm-hmm. us to continue continue in that space maybe the emergent space only maybe we'll see so um yeah i don't know it's an interesting topic for me man that one yeah. can't wait to see what they do it's yeah it's very I've I've never really heard of MMOs being that big when it comes to esports generally because a lot of times it's you know a, a win or lose situation and in MMOs yeah. a lot of times people just don't want to die. Well, it's it's not easy to do. Um, you've got to create uh, everything yourself, right? All the camera crew, the checkpoints, everything we do, we set the course is set up by us. It's not a simple thing to do. It takes a lot of work, um, which is another reason why I think we've stuck around because I don't. People have done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think I think we kind of broached some new ground with emergent esports. I think that term emergent esports is pretty fresh to us. It may have been done before, but you'd never really see it, like you yeah, said with yeah. MMOs. Um, but but other people also in Star Citizen have attempted to do it. Sometimes people tell me, you know, oh, we we did that back in the day. I'm like, well, why aren't you still doing it now? Like people people just haven't had the staying power to do it year in year out. Um, granted we have some, we had some luck with Damar Rally back at the very start, but at the same time, I spent a year putting that together. I just didn't do a, a, a tournament that was in the next month and we've only just announced it. So, you know, I did things in a different way back in the day. Um, and, uh, you, you have to stay with it. We, you know, we're almost reaching five years of the Damar Rally. Um, and, uh, if you quit, you just, you won't be successful in this space. So yeah, that's what we've done. We've just stayed, we've just stuck with it. Yeah. Trusted the, trusted the game. Obviously we've had some support, which helps our morale, which is a huge thing. Cause I'm sure morale is, is difficult for people that, that don't get a little bit of recognition. Cause that does help your morale. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, yeah, that's kind of the space that we're in and waiting I mean, for. I, th- I think you really, you nailed everything the timing is perfect you know january people are looking for something to do get excited about um yeah and like you said you brought together like so many teams of people who specialize in what they do and yeah and just kind of taken off with it you know i think one of the things that really stood out um besides that it wasn't linked to an org so people who wanted to participate didn't feel like yep. they were getting outside of their group to, to get in but also yes. the, the, the branding and the, the advertising and marketing, I guess. And you said, you know, it didn't necessarily feel all like that. But you guys got Arts and Crafts, I think, um, yep. and Hasgaha yep. to do a lot of their Definitely. always beautiful work. And that really stood out and I think helped people remember the name. Yeah, that was that was huge for us. Huskaha coming on, I just approached him and said, "Hey, man, can I use your images?" Like he does with everybody, he just lets yeah. everyone use his images as long as you are kind of saying that you know they're his images, which yeah. is fine. So he allowed me to fill the rule book with those, and then I just did the art around it, the graphics and the you know the rules and whatnot. So that was a huge help. You're correct. And then I 
we did ask Huskahar and Arts and Craft. Well, he was just it was just Huskahar back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, to but he works with Dam Shames and you know uh, right. Utho Riley and they work as a team. Uh, even back then they worked as a team and they produced the first video. So we we gave that was within that year as well. So we asked him at the start. He gave us the trailer before the first one. So that was all part of the plan to have that kind of get the get the uh, juices flowing for the community and yeah. like here's here's some buzz stuff to watch and Huskahar was the perfect person to ask and back in the day maybe I wasn't that sure but you know he he had been around for a bit then I'd seen his work it was obviously the best so mm-hmm. to go and go and ask the best guy hey do you want to do this and I think we kind of you know we take up a lot of his time to do video content so I'm I'm very grateful that he's still with us doing videos for all of our tournaments. He's the last three logos, four logos for us. The you know Huskar does all that for us as well. So from a graphic design background, he's done our logos except for the rally one. Um, so he he's heavily involved in what we do. I, I love I love him to death. He's an amazing and generous person. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, the promotion and material that we produce wouldn't be as successful if it wasn't for him. We also have, you know, um, Ebra, Mr. Ebra, right? Um, yeah. On the te- on the team, he's been basically an original member. He's still with us. Yeah, he produces a lot of phenomenal images. Yeah. Um, Corsair sixty two back in the day was was producing images for us, and he had some amazing Damar Damar based images, and I loved them. He was phenomenal. Yul Keke has been involved with our fight or flight. Uh, yep. promotions uh, they look fantastic so you know the community is a huge help as far as um, marketing material goes um, I will also say with the um, you know the popularity uh, and the buzz that created from the rally and, and why people are interested in it too I think the team aspect of it as well is huge like you don't just race as an individual you have a support team and you have the four up upwards of four people and I think that is a huge that was a huge win for us to include that. So you yeah. couldn't just race on your own. You could bring mates and have a whole, do a whole thing and have four people and do a day of it. Or you can have a few teams and bring them. I think that was a big, big part of um, what made the rally popular as well. I think without that, if it was just individual racing, I don't think it would be nowhere near as popular as it is now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I think that's a huge, huge part of it. And you guys do practices all throughout the year, which kind of people would look at that and be like, hey, this is just more fun to be had. You know, you so you yeah, like yeah. you keep that sort of that reminder. This is coming up. Yeah, no, that's very true. But we have become an organizational hub. Um, yeah, so many organizations are connected to our comms platforms, and you get to meet so many people. Yeah, uh, and, and you just see all these all these org tags in your in your in your list, and it's wow, we're just you know a bit of a hub for. Uh, organizations even if it is just an uh, a team that's formed within an organization it's not generally it's not necessarily the leaders of organizations it's just teams that have formed from an org and joined us obviously but yeah. it is cool it is cool to see it as a bit of a hub it's yeah. it's special man i've never seen yeah. anything like it in gaming i think it's very cool um yeah man uh let's see so going back into let's see what was i gonna touch on after this i'm sorry i keep losing my spot um, we were just talking about the, oh, I'm sorry, I've dropped it. I've dropped my line, of, uh, my line. Of right, man. Um, oh, good. let's get back to the Damar rally. So this has been running for three years now. Uh, this one is the, this one coming up is the fourth one. Um, but technically it's almost our fifth year when we actually announced it. Cause we had that year before to promote it. So. Yeah, this is our fourth rally. This is going to be our fifth year, basically doing it. Um, two years as almost two years as Atmo Esports. It'll be two years in April as Atmo Esports. 
Um, so yeah, yeah. So uh, we're uh, almost half a decade, which is pretty cool. Uh, we might have another half a decade to go. Um, but you know, the plan is to stick with it until release. You know, and right. um, I think we pandered to about you know fifty to sixty thousand kind of dedicated Star Citizens. I, I would probably put it at that. Um, based on when when um, Cloud Imperium put out a poll, you kind of see the activity on the poll, and when they released the numbers on the poll, you kind of can you can kind of gauge by that that that's the active community. It's, um, so that's been a good hint, and obviously our viewership is also another another hint. But obviously we don't you know reach everybody, but yeah. um, but uh, I'd say that that's kind of the audience we're we're pandering to. But when the plan is to kind of wait till you know the, all the three million accounts click online and and you know see where we're at at that point, you know. So we want to we've got staying power, uh, and I think I've got team members like uh, you know Crucian, obviously Mr. Ebra, Papa Freedom, Diva Jafan. Um, you know, we, a lot of those members have stuck with us from, from the get go, uh, and stayed with us. And I think if we have that kind of staying power within the team, uh, then we can make it, uh, to game release. So yeah, it's great exciting, people man. too. Great people. Uh, Super, so many name, more, I'm, there's heaps more, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like yeah. every one of the names that you keep naming of people who have been helping, I'm like, I've had great, great encounters with each one of those people. I've, I've loved working with Atmo. Um, yeah. So in that time, all these things, it's been growing, it's been getting better, things have been going well. What is something in the event that has been kind of like a thorn in your side? Something that you really want to get figured out, but you guys haven't been able to quite oh, get Oh, man. Yet? Yeah, uh, we, figuring out, we always solve our problems. We've never, we've never, even a practice run, we've never stopped. We've had, we've run every practice run, every mm -hmm. fortnight for the whole time. We've never had something that stopped us from having a race ever not once um i think i was sick once but i think we still did it anyway so um you know we that that's a huge part of what we do is, is not quitting um that's 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 massive um the other massive thing is obviously server meshing is a huge strain on our resources um we have to spread our team out across 13 servers for the rally which is extremely it's extremely difficult and yeah. stressful. Um, but once server meshing comes in, we can consolidate the team into one server. We can run all our checkpoints. We can have better coverage. We can have um, better rule checking and officials doing their job. We can we can do so much more with server meshing. Not only that, it's a strain on security, obviously, because we have to have so many people involved across the servers. So the dream is like having this blockade around Daymar of security, and then everyone all the races racing together kind of like you kind of see the Dakar as well. They kind of do that, even though they do stage time starts, mm -hmm. but they all right. They all race on the same field at the same time. So yeah. having all the, all the divisions combined and seeing that sheer number of teams starting like 145 teams starting at the start line, which will obviously be a, a different, <laughs> different setup than what we have oh, now, man. but yeah. it'd be amazing just to see, you know, the sheer number, even if we, break it down in stages but even if you combine all the division or like one division onto one server there's still a hell of a lot of teams on on one uh, location so you know server meshing puts a lot of stress on us that's probably the that's probably the biggest thorn we have and we look forward to consolidating the entire team um, that's fair shit, it's gonna be one heck of a big party launch that one that's for sure yeah and i really <laughs> so, i really do hope we can we get to see that i hope that's the future of yeah. server meshing because that would be incredible to see you I know. A, a yeah, I think we're going to. Yeah, I think, we, you know, with the initial iteration of server meshing, we might still have some of that difficulty. But right. 
um, fingers crossed in the future they can overcome those problems and I, and I really think that they will yeah. um, and we can have a, a slightly more genuine server meshing experience yeah mm -hmm. but that's going to be good man it's going to be real good you mentioned security and I think that's something that a lot of people forget about with these events is that Star Citizen by default is is an open game where people can go and do whatever they want and so clearly Daymar Rally needs to have some robust security you want to talk about how yep. that's kind of changed throughout the years yeah 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 well i just you know i, I completely welcome the whole experience the whole role yeah. play experience it is it's emergent esports and i think people you know teams have been have in the past not many but some teams get annoyed when they get destroyed by a pirate but technically it's all part of it just think of them as tuscan raiders it, exactly just think yeah, pod racing just, Oh, exactly. So it's it's that element, and it's in the rule book. So you shouldn't get annoyed if you do get attacked. It sucks, but it is your job to avoid getting killed um, to an extent. Um, so we we don't have private security teams, uh, which has been broached a couple of times. It just, we wouldn't be able to control the population of the server. So that's why right. we have our security teams that we can actually organize, populate, know how many people we have per server. If we were to release that to teams so they can protect themselves, it would be mayhem. Um, so at the moment, at this point, uh, we use security teams, uh, Walkers of Sigma, Das Cartel, MPEX, uh, and a few other um, affiliates as well for this year um, to protect our servers. Uh, it, it's a big task. And, um, uh, you know, we dream about that blockade where you've got you know, the capitals, ships and hammerheads just <clears throat> all surrounding Daymar, all the possible entry points. And then you're going to have the pirates having the same kind of experience. It's actually one of the biggest PvP uh, experiences of the year. So right. you don't you don't hear about it because we don't focus on it. But we've got, there's, you know, across all servers, there's upwards of, you know, 250-odd combatants, you know, you know, happening in the background that you don't even get to see. There's an absolute enormous amount of combat occurring and people people will criticize our security but you know we've never really lost a driver to security apart from that one time um with with lord but um <clears throat> you know they have to handle that across 13 servers and we've never had a demo rally completely ruined by you know an opposing pirate pirate team or, or whatnot so we we feel that they're extremely successful because it is a very difficult task to do um so yeah, man, it's um, it's a whole, it's a, it's a whole PVP tournament happening at the same time as the rally. But we're obviously wanting to focus on the races and not the combat. So we don't point our cameras in that direction. Right. That's not our, that's not our job. Our job is to follow the race. So you've got all that happening in the background, which is just um, uh, insane. It's uh, when when I hear about and see the numbers, I'm like, wow, that must be like the biggest PVP thing to happen all year. That's like, what I always, of, uh, I was control. just. I was wondering, I was like, are, are yeah. you are you worried at all about that becoming a big part of the race? Is just like that there are always pirates that will come camp out and be like, let's fight. Uh, well, you know, we kind of enjoy that aspect of it and security yeah. and security do as well, because obviously without them, we wouldn't need security. Security is all about PVP as well. Like they're all PVP is from both sides. It's all about. Um, you know, it's all it's all a PVP experience for both sides, pirates and um, our security. So um we're always going to have it it's going to get harder with server meshing because we'll have at the moment we can party lock a server and have a bit of population control um but it's going to take a much larger uh larger force and, and set up to organize a server mesh protected damar but at the same time super exciting because 
Um, like I said, having like blockades set up and they're going to have to have all kinds of tricks and check distant waypoints and different approaches to Daymar and, and pirates are going to have to find creative ways to create new quantum points into Daymar to, to get in. And, you know, it's going to be a whole massive thing, dude. It's going to be insane. Like, I, you know, you know, Operation Pitchfork, how they want to take on, you know, um, the Vandul forces when when they rock up and and whatnot but um i think i think possibly we might even have a larger pvp tournament already occurring right now every year <laughs> in january so yeah it's um it's pretty impressive it's uh you don't get to see it um but everyone who's mm-hmm. involved in pvp everyone and people everyone involved in pvp knows and they were there they know it they yeah. know it's occurring so yeah yeah i've i've yep. seen it the the two times that i did some coverage i was i got to get into it into the thick of it and it was exciting it really yeah, was man. Another aspect of the rally. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I appreciate everything that you've had to say about the these events and the rally. And got to get you out of here soon. I know you've got some fun things planned for the weekend. But first, I wanted to talk personally about like what you want to see in the. I don't know how much you get to play the game. I know that outside of my own content, I don't really do much yeah. in the game. But outside uh, of yep. racing and and the Daymar rally and all that kind of stuff, what's something that you're just genuinely excited to see in the game? I'm excited to see in the game. Um, that's a good question. I think, actually, I'm I'm actually probably going to be an industry kind of person. I think um, okay. I got I finally got a pioneer. I've been trying to get a pioneer for three years. I finally got one uh, last year, 2021. So I'm I'm actually preparing to do a lot of base building. But at the same time, with base building, I'm actually hoping that i can do maybe my own checkpoints with that kind of structure as well because obviously that's going to be a factor where people are going to buy plots of land it's going to it's going to change what we do for the rally so um being an industry man and um buying a lot of land probably and trying to the other the other massive dream and maybe a ridiculous dream is buy so much land and create so many uh, outposts that I can actually write Atmo on the side of Daymar in a la- in a large scale. <laughs> so, so that's kind of a that's kind of a dream of mine as well to to do that. too. I think it's a pretty big leap, but you know, I've, mentioned, I've been I've been in discussions with a couple of people see if we can possibly do it, but it's gonna I'm gonna have to wait a little bit to make sure that we can do it. So I'm just I'm um, just imagining somebody seeing that and using it for something else that would probably get CIG to be like, no, nah, we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna let that happen. I know, I know. I think they're gonna make it difficult, but you yeah, know, be funny, it'd be funny, be funny if we could do it. Yeah, it'd be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I think so. yeah, the base building would be actually. It'd be cool if you could buy that land and create just a a private track almost that anybody could just come and like pay to use whenever they yeah. want. Yeah, it's another another thing that could change what we do, and even just people creating their own outposts in the middle of the demo rally course as well um, could be a factor. Hmm. Like they could set up, set up defensive outposts on our, <laughs> on our course. Um, so we'd obstacles. have to, we'd have to mark them, try teams that have to kind of learn about them and avoid them. Or we'd have to maybe uh, change the course just a little bit like we've done in the past with Kudra or, um, you know, so all that's really interesting to me, that whole side of things. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna be cool. That's very cool. I, <laughs> the, the whole idea of, I think you said it best, honestly. I like the term emergent esports and how it's going to work in like this this open world environment of, of Star Citizen is yeah. nothing that I've ever thought would be would be something we'd be looking at. So that's really cool. Yeah, that's cool, man. We love it. 
I appreciate you coming out and giving us some more information on this kind of stuff and talking to us about about your thoughts. And I would love to now give you a chance to tell everybody where they might learn more about Damar Rally or yourself yeah. or just kind of find that content online. Yeah. Um, first of all, thanks for having me on, man. It's been yeah. a it's been a pleasure. I love your work. I've always loved your work. We've never really had a chance to connect, so it's really good to sit down and have a chat with you. Um, Thank you. Uh, you know, hopefully we get to have a beer or something at some point. I can actually ask you about what you do as well. Yeah. Um, I don't have a podcast, but um, but yeah. So the day my rally is on the fifteenth uh, of January, uh, starting at about seventeen hundred UTC. So come check that out. That's happening very very soon. Uh, you can check. You can go to atmo.gg. So atmo.gg. We've got all of our tournament links there. Uh, a little bit of news. Um, but if you need to register uh, for any other events, you can you can do it all from that central hub and go to each website and check it all out. Um. That's the best way. Our Twitter is extremely popular. Um, join our Gilded if you want like regular pings on notifications because uh, that is important. We do a lot of notifications as far as how your confirmation process goes and registration and, and rules and anything you need to know. That's a really good place to be. We have our Discord as well. Everything kind of gets duplicated if it's, if it's important news. Um, you can still, if you're in Discord, you can still be a part of that and get the important pings on our news. Um, but if you really want to hear up-to-date info, yeah, Twitter is extremely um, large. Uh, it, it's, you know, got upwards of a quarter of a million, um, you know, connections per month. So, you know, um, jump on there and uh, you'll get up-to-date information. But yeah, atmo.gg is your central hub. Cool. Yeah, they're they're all over Twitter. I see the tweets. I, I like the, yeah. the info. And that's how I see most of the branding stuff that I tell you about. It's like, I saw you guys, yep. you know, were putting up stuff about the security going out this morning. And I like yeah, that. Yeah, another cool. big part of my job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I do, I do a lot of the art and then Christian kind of handles the social content. Um, so we work together as a team to do that. I uh, love it. It's fun. You guys it's do fun. a phenomenal job at that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, Crew's good, man. He, he he has a background in that space. So he, he really understands it very yeah. well. So it's very beneficial having him on the team. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, for anybody who's listening, whether on the audio format whether you're on Spotify or Apple Pocket Casts, whatever your favorite outlet is, or if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to put it down in your calendar. By the time you're seeing this, the Daymar Rally will be the weekend of. So in the next few days, you can uh, head over to Twitch or wherever it might be getting broadcasted and check it out. I will personally be there. I won't be doing any streams, I don't think, but I'll be recording and put out a video later on to show everybody what was happening and another one, an exclusive one for the supporters. But um, definitely check it out. That, again, is happening next weekend. You said January 15th, correct? Yep, correct, man. Cool, yep. cool. Well, that about wraps it up for everybody. I would like to finish off by plugging myself. Of course, you get this podcast, but I'm also putting out videos weekly on YouTube. I have two YouTube channels, both of which are putting out public and exclusive content that goes out to my supporters. Um, we just redid the Patreon, so if you'd like to support this stuff, it helps a ton as we are currently living off of this as a family. And... We have a website, which is a active blog. I just put out a new post talking about the year in review in 2021. We do other stuff. So definitely check out that, that website as well, spacetomatogaming.com. But overall, I just appreciate everybody who's here to listen to the podcast. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to thank everybody for being here. Corsair, once again, thanks for being a guest. And appreciate we'll catch it. you next week.